What's up, guys, and welcome to Luke's Mind Power Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Mindpower, and today, with my special guests, you're in for a treat of extraordinary, enlightening conversations, motivation, positive energy, and empowering inspiration so that you can live your life the way it was meant to be lived. You are not alone, and your happiness, healing, and personal growth is just one decision away. And this could be the episode that sparks your soul. We got this. Let's go, baby. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Luke's Mind Power Podcast. This is your host, Luke Mind Power. I've got an amazing individual with me today who I connected through uh, Instagram, and uh, we'll share the story of how we connected. But I saw her page, and I was inspired by what she commented on one of these posts um, on uh, Larry King post. Actually, it was by Brendan Bouchard, and I just saw what she wrote. I thought, wow! I looked at her Instagram profile and what she's got on there. And I was like, you know what? I want to connect with this person. I want to send her a message, see if she's interested in doing an interview. Um, so I'm with Kate now. Uh, Kate, please uh, introduce yourself and let us know what you do. Hey, how are you? First of all, thank you for having me. And uh, what a, life is so funny how we connected, right? One little comment and here Absolutely. we are. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, I'm Kate and I'm based in Ireland and I'm an elopement and couples photographer. Um, you've seen my work. Uh, what do I do? I capture love, connection and to be honest, really uh, just humans in general and that's what um, I wouldn't, funny enough, because when I say, you ask, what do I do? <laughs> that's what I do. But as well, I think that's who I am, because what I do in life, um, I'm very lucky to, my business is also my passion. And uh, it was a passion at first. So um, very, very lucky and happy that I can do it. Um, less, a little bit less now. <laughs> I'm missing that human connection, um, but um, yeah, sure. Amazing. That's, yeah. Thank you. So let's let's just go into that um, that story, and and it was a Larry King video, and he was sharing um, about his experience of becoming a speaker and actually becoming the person that he became, and he had to overcome uh, the nerves and the fear of actually speaking on radio at first. And his way of, of connecting with the audience was to actually let people know when he first was about to go live, he was so nervous that he couldn't speak. And then his manager came in and said, hey, this is a communications business and reminded him, hey, you've got to speak. You can't just sit there. I know, even if you're nervous, you've got to talk. And, right. then, and then he actually, the first things that he said was, he said, I am so nervous and my hands are shaking and my, you know, this is the most nervous, nerve wracking thing I've done in my life. This is my first time. And he actually shared his feelings with the audience, with the people who were listening on the other end. And when I watched that, I felt such a connection to his story because I've listened to other speakers in particular, uh, Eric Edmeads, when I was at the Mind Valley reunion, it was a personal development conference, and he said something completely different. So I mm. remember this because as a speaker, as someone getting up in front of people and someone being anxious and nervous, worrying what other people are going to think of you, right? Absolutely. That's straight away. That's yeah. the, the first thing that you think about. Oh, my God, what if I screw up? What if I don't say things right? 
Um, what are people going to think of me? You're already way ahead of not even, you know, you're thinking too far ahead, you know, in the future. So he said, when he was on stage, Eric Edmead said, and this is no discredit to him, you know, this is, uh, everybody has their own way. I, I believe in everybody has their own way of delivery and, and what they think is right, you know? Um, but he said, he said, don't tell the audience that you are nervous. Mm-hmm. When you get up on stage, the last thing that you want to do is let them know that you are really nervous. I you happen wanna... to disagree with this statement. <laughs> That's, that is what yeah. he said, you know, and when I was watching it, I actually believe that because he shared a story about a lady who was delivering a speech. And once she finished, as she got to the end, because she did it really well, she delivered the speech, she did it so good. But just as she was finishing, she did this shake and she shaked her body as if she was like, oh my God, I can't believe that's over. I'm so, I was so nervous. Right. Right. And he said that that changed the energy of the, um, the effect of the connection with the audience because then they saw that she was really nervous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the way that he explained it, I kind of like, yeah, okay, makes sense. All right, don't tell the people that you're nervous. But after watching Larry King and what he said, I was like, that's me. Exactly. And you know what? I think what we, how we connected, it was just that little comment. I saw this interview and I, I was like, I very rarely comment uh, on Instagram. You know, it's like, I, I suppose I, I do have to do a little bit more connecting um, with uh, networking. But I left a comment there because Larry King was talking about being nervous and I happened to have an interview, my first interview ever on a small community radio. And I, just like ourselves, I had a conversation with, um, with a, a girl um, that was hosting the show and it was, it was going so well. And the second she pressed record button, I just felt the... I don't know, the nerves, everything coming over me and not being able to speak. And I was um, here in my head, trying to speak, getting so nervous and I'm just starting to panic. And I was panicking, panicking. I was like, okay, Kate, there is no turning back. You are live. What are you going to do? It, it was seconds in my head. And I was like, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. So, I was so, so they know what's happening because I'm not normally that nervous. And I just say, I'm starting to feel a little bit nervous, Fiona. And she was, and just because she, I voiced it, she was able to guide me through this process. That's what mm-hmm. she brought us and do. And even now, we were, we started, we said our hellos, we had a great flow. So you said, okay, I'm going to press record. And the second you, the second you press record, I'm like, whoo, breathe. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I think it's, I believe, um, and that's how I try to live my life. To be transparent, regardless of what's happening. Um, if you're happy, show your happiness. If you're nervous, just name it. If you if you feel sad, just tell people that's how, where you are. Because you know, um, I don't think world wants to see us being all the time either happy or um, you know um, having it all together. I think people relate and. Um, I related always to um, if there were moms in my circle, I'm a mom myself, I have two children, seven and nine. So, you know, I've been doing this business for nearly 10 years. 
And who do I uh, relate the most? Like, who do I try to surround myself with honest mothers that tell me the good and bads, right? And it's the same when it comes to business. I want to hear from people that made mistakes, let's say, and share honestly, okay, it wasn't always that easy. Um, when I look up to my mentors, I want to hear their story. I want to know that um, parts that make them uh, human, I don't want to, I, of course, I want to know how they succeed and I want to know all the tools, but I also know their mistakes so I can learn and maybe avoid some of them, mm. right? And then, you know, it helps us to get out of our head because we're all in our head, I find. And um, as my, my mentor, uh, Tony Robbins says, you know, um, stay in your head and you're dead. And that is, I think, <laughs> I often remind myself when I'm too hard on myself, I just say it out loud. And then I remind myself my purpose and you're doing fine, girl. <laughs> yeah. Doing, you're doing your best and that's what we have to we have to do on a daily basis right yeah absolutely I, I really believe in being your own best friend being your own superhero uh you know empowering yourself uh not relying on other people to to have your back and say hey you know you're going to be okay keep going you know 100 um, so developing that uh um intentional um you know, communicate connection with yourself, awareness with yourself, especially of your thoughts. Like, you know, you, what, what did you say? When you're in your head, you're dead, right? Yeah. Um, but it's but it's the 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 inner dialogue, and it's like that that inner villain that is quite negative, and especially if it's towards something that is new or unfamiliar, your mind is straight away automatically going to look at all the negatives, all the things that could go wrong. Um, and, and even in the moment, uh, when you when you're experiencing something that you haven't done before, it's a it's a, a area of discomfort. It's unfamiliar. It's different. It's change, and your body just reacts. It doesn't want to evolve. It wants to stay in its comfort zone. So, what you're doing uh, with podcasts or with the radio um, and continuously um, putting yourself in this kind of a position is you're getting yourself out of your comfort zone. And, you know, the more that you do something, uh, rep Tony Robbins, repetition is the mother of skill. Correct. Yeah. You and know? do you know what? Um, practice over perfection, right? We will be like, we'll be throwing all these quotes out there, but I think they're just, it's, there's so much gold in all of that. I remember being so, so nervous about um, just uh, showing myself uh, on stories. I, I, I don't know, I, I see people doing it. I'm, I'm such a, I love humans, I love chatting. I'm, uh, by nature, I'm an extrovert. But when it came to um, videos, talking to, to your yeah. mobile phone, I just found it so difficult. I remember chatting to, to people in business and just getting things and it's like, how do you do it? How do you overcome nerves? And why is it so um, difficult? And, you know, everybody says, Kate, it gets easier as we do it. And to be honest with you, I just love now um, showing my face. And, you know, what? I think the, the main role for me, how I explained it to myself was to forget about yourself, right? Because I was think, I constantly thought, how am I going to present myself? And once I forgot about myself and just reminded myself, this is about serving my couples. This is about serving my clients. And 
what's the purpose of me showing my face? It's to build that connection, uh, especially like for example, now I get to, I work really hard on building connection with my clients. It's for the process of booking with me. It's not an email, a deposit and let's meet. I, I wouldn't be able to capture connection if I didn't build that connection beforehand. Mm. So I put um, a lot of effort in making sure if they're local, let's meet for a coffee. Um, if, um, like, let's say sometimes couples would book me a year ahead um, for their love or wedding. And um, it's not like we stay in touch constantly, right? But um, social media is an amazing way for them to connect and um, it's working. <laughs> this, is, this is something I can um, guarantee. Put yourself out there, connect with your couples. If for people, I think for any business, for me, I speak from the photographer's perspective. I walk into the room and I hear, I've heard this feedback um, from my couple. I walk in on the day of the wedding and they hear Kate. It's like another friend walking into the room. And I love that because there's, there's no small talk. There is no um, um, trying to break the walls, trying to build that connection. They already know. They already know that I'm, you know, a little bit mad. And I do post videos from me running and be like, oh, let's go. Or that um, I'm into gardening and that we, that I love hiking, that, you know, I don't always, <laughs> they know as well. For example, for me, um, a little bit of, um, I was quite insecure about my accent. I was born and raised in Poland. Um, English is not my first language. My husband is Irish. So as you see on my website, it is Kate Nolan. And then I was sometimes worried like, okay, here I go. They see this Irish, very strong Irish name. And here comes this girl with, you know, half broken English. So I always, um, always, I felt that, oh, is this um, something people will judge me on, right? And I had insecurities and then um, now I don't have that anymore because they get to hear me. They get to hear me on the stories. I, 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 I believe this is the best way to, to, to build that connection and just for people to get to know you. So I highly recommend, um, as I said, get out of your head and think of your purpose and think what, what's, why are you doing it? For mm. me is to serve my couples, build better connection and then because of all this effort beforehand, we get to connect um, those amazing images. I like to think uh, that they are amazing because um, they seem to love it. <laughs> and that's yeah. what makes me happy, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and I think it's, it's for a, a strong message for anyone who has a business out there uh, mm. that, um, you know, showing yourself and showing your face and forming communication between you and people who follow you uh, because it is right. uh, intimidating and and it is out of your comfort zone if you're not used to being on video or speaking on camera, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, and I, I completely understand where you're coming from because it's very, very powerful. Uh, and, and For example, I'm sorry to interrupt you, uh, one very quick thought. You know, like everybody these days talks about um, attracting ideal clients, right? Yeah, yeah. So narrow down your niche and like in your... Um, business you or like in your life you um figure out who is your ideal client but how do you attract this ideal client only by uh, by show 
by turning up and showing mm. uh, your true self right because now i i used to book like a free consult i, I still offer a free consultation to every couple um and mm. i just want to see and connect who are they um what is their vibe am i the right person for them either oh. are they right uh, clients for me to to work with and when i say right clients for me to work with not that i feel like i'll be picky or uh, you know it's not that it's about making sure that i'm the right girl for them right Absolutely. because if they go for a luxury uh, castle wedding i might be actually recommending one of my uh, friends to capture that because I'm more into adventure and mountains, travel, um, camping, um, smaller intimate weddings. Mm. I've done big um, 400 weddings. I loved it. But now um, I try to attract uh, couples that are more sure. focused on, on the intimate experience. You know, I love both, but I think I'm much better when it comes to, to uh, capturing uh, smaller ceremonies. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, attract your right clients. Just talk um, about what do you provide. And in order to talk, people don't read anymore, right? <laughs> we all, um, even like when you think all the TikToks or Reels or even stories, it's all 15 seconds, 20 seconds. So you have very limited time. So there is no time for bullshit am i allowed to say that <laughs> of course you can you can say whatever. no you basically you don't waste their time don't waste your time just be there right yeah look i i, I go by the same uh, motto if you will uh when i do my free consultations with my coaching service um because for me it's very important that i understand my client and i'm able to connect with the energy connect with their vibe see what they've gone through see what they're going and maybe i can't help them you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not here to say that I can help everyone grow because a lot of people have different situations. And again, same thing. I can go, okay, you know what? I can't help you, but I know someone who can. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, connecting with, uh, with a, a client and actually understanding them and feeling whether or not you can serve them is very important. Um, and so I think what you're saying is, is powerful. But you talked about uh, vulnerability and, and transparency as being something that is really, really powerful and being your real authentic self, you know, showing the bad as well as the good, because most people on social media show up, uh, you know, in this perfect way that, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm amazing and I'm perfect and you don't see any like uh, negativity or sadness or you know, depressive um, stories or whatever, because I can, I understand why, because you want to show up in a way that you're going to see, people are going to see you and say, hey, I want to be like that, or I want to work with that person, because that's the kind of life I want, or whatever that, whatever. You got it, it all together, right? Because right? you got it all together, because no, that's, yeah, professional. I, I get it, yeah. I get it, but you still, you know, you've still got obviously like you talked about you had insecurities about your accent for example now you've gotten over that you don't have that anymore but just for example when i talk about public speaking or you want to went on the radio and you just got really nervous right mm. now obviously i say when things are unfamiliar when it's out of your comfort zone when it's something completely different you've never done before your mind goes into fight or flight mode because it doesn't know what's going on it doesn't it hasn't experienced it before so it gets scared but I also believe that it stems from self-confidence. It also stems from knowing yourself. It also stems from insecurity. It also stems from low self-esteem. And so I want to ask you, 
when you think about your your childhood and 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 growing up uh what was yeah. it like what what were you like when you were a child and because i believe that a lot of that comes from how we were raised what we went through if we were bullied um you know how much attention we got from our parents um how we were nurtured um and, and every and a lot of other things so um yeah how, how was your childhood uh, you know, uh, this is interesting. Um, it's funny because yesterday I had quite a heavy and intense uh, conversation with my husband. And um, I, I, I happened to have a, a couple of rough uh, days. Um, I think mainly because we, we find it a little bit difficult with the whole lockdown uh, in Ireland. It's a little bit heavy right now. And um, the reason we find it heavy is because how we observe changes in our children right um so um, my seven-year-old was voicing um <laughs> the seven-year-old voices um that things are not right not feeling right and he had a little bit of a meltdown and uh, drew over his sister's art and which is really out uh, of his character mm. and um uh, you know and I was just trying to chat to him and then he voiced that um, it was quite difficult to actually get out of him or what is happening because they don't understand. Mm -hmm. um, and then he said, my life is the worst because I don't get enough fresh air. Um, and that was his way of saying, oh yeah. And then he added on top of that, I'm bored. So then, you know, as the parents, you step in and we had a good chat during dinner time. And, you know, funny enough, I ended up crying, right? <laughs> then my poor husband is like, all right, you know, we have a lot to handle here. And good that we sat down and, you know, it started with Patsy um, uh, voicing. And then we, we all kind of needed to have that. We were trying to avoid and provide this perfect, um, bubble for them of like we got we got it we you know we're doing things we we making things right we 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 trying to be happy it's very i think as a parent really being protective of their little minds and you try to make it as normal right mm -hmm. but you know what they are clever they know it's not normal and i want them to know that it's not normal so mm -hmm. i sat down and i spoke very openly about my feelings of course to to feed their little minds and um, to to comfort there too but as well show them it's okay like tell me how you feel what is annoying you <laughs> you know and then he was able to i did so i'm the reason i'm saying it i didn't have those conversations when i was a child right it was very much um, um my parents only could do what they um what with with the tools they uh, they were given right and they did an amazing job because i like to think that they raised quite strong and independent and confident human i never was nurtured my confidence was wasn't nurtured my dad was a very strict parent and um i wasn't included in the conversations um my opinion uh, didn't really matter um there i heard more no than yes there was no encourage there was but you know what? It made me um, a little trooper. I had to find ways to look after myself, to entertain myself, to um, a lot of times, as you said, I wasn't um, 
Nobody provided me back the videos. I, I grew up in a post-communist country. My dad and mom worked long hours. Quite often I remember coming home and uh, from school and my grandmother would be somewhere in the garden just kind of making sure we are around. But you know, there was no proper mind anymore. Like There was a grown-up in this ratio of 1K, right? <laughs> um, but I... Uh, to be honest with you, I think it was best experience for me because I learned to spend time with myself, connect with nature. We had lovely weather most of the time in Poland, four seasons. And I like my childhood noise is being like a lot on my own out in the nature. And all the dreams and different things in, um, in my head, my life started that time right hold on i'm so sorry i need my okay one second i'm going to interrupt you my husband is just trying to ask me for for the card because i think he's trying to go shop that's a real life right um <laughs> that's okay one second he's coming so um yeah um so yeah um when you talk about my, my childhood um I, I like to think now that i have a i had a happy childhood and very different experience from others people experience even coming out of childhood okay like more when i was um a student right and we're coming out of college i remember my dad it was this a little taboo of um i was already checking out the universities i was trying to get out of the little space um a little village i grew up in um and my dad i remember saying that well, child, I don't think this is this is this is your path. I don't think you're going to go to the university. I had amazing marks. I remember I remembered knowing that I don't like I don't think I was very uh, smart. <laughs> For some reason, I always thought learning didn't come easily to me. Um, for example, my mom. Um, I remember my dad giving out about my mom spending time doing homework with us. Right. And I think it's because um, I don't I don't know the reason behind it, but it was always a little bit of tension when like my dad thought that providing us with books, space, warm house was enough for us to to that was all the tools uh, we needed because his experience was very different. Probably I think my dad skipped a lot of um, education because of um, different times he grew up in. So for him, he was screaming his best. He was like, if I had all these tools, you know, that's what I'm providing for my children. They have it all. So um, learning didn't come easy to me, but I knew that mark that I have to get my marks because that was my way out. So I worked really hard. Mm. I worked really hard. Um, I wasn't a nerd. <laughs> But I was clever. <laughs> I learned how right. to cheat. If I could, I tell you, I remember my primary school teacher, biology teacher. She was like, Kate, I know you're cheating, but I can't figure out how. <laughs> to this day, she doesn't know. Right. So there are little things, um, very different realities when I when I compare like my experiences to my husband's experiences, sometimes, you know, two different worlds. But it made me who I was. And when my dad said, sorry, I'm trying, I'm coming off this up. When my husband said, um, you, uh, my, my dad said, you, um, we don't have uh, finances for you to go and study. I said, don't worry that 
I figured it out. And I remember going to Rocklow um, with Southwest, big town, a big city, and just getting my CV together. And um, my sister already was studying there. So I had a place to crash for a month, get a summer job, earn enough money to start providing for myself and figure it out. And um, I remember going to this main square, very intimidating, posh restaurants, no experience walking in with my poor CV because, you know, at the age of 18, there is, what did I have uh, experience? I have strawberry speaking, <laughs> you know, that kind of way. And I remember walking to this uh, really amazing um, <laughs> Greek restaurant and I was like, okay, let's do it. But I don't think so, girl, but let's do it. I walked in, spoke to the manager. He asked me to come in next day. I was like, okay, right. And he, uh, he, I was like, what am I going to do? He's like, white shirt, black trousers, you're going to be a bartender. And look, I, my only experience with um, alcohol was I knew that there is red wine and white wine. I was quite innocent when it comes to that, all right? And I, I was supposed to be a bartender. By the end of summer, eight weeks, I was able to, um, I had to, I knew all about uh, Greek cocktails, Greek selection of wines. I was able to pair wine with, with dinner. I was able to, um, to mix. You know what? When you, um, I don't think um, our drive comes from motivation. I believe that we either get desperate or inspired. And that's, that's two driving forces for me. I operate motivation. I might have a motivation uh, for a day, for a month, but I need to have my why and my purpose. And the reason has to be very clear. And when that time I was desperate, I knew there's no other way around it. So that was desperation. Right now in my um, personal life and in my business, inspiration is the driving force. Yeah. Right? That's amazing. So, yeah. Sorry, that was a long story. And um, I see I'm not a public speaker. <laughs> no, it's fine. But, I can't um, do what you do. No, I okay, okay. So, you know, you shared a lot there. And now mm -hmm. moving forward to your passion, to, to what you do, did that stem from your childhood living in a lot of being alone and being in nature? And did that evolve into you? How did you find your passion? How did you, how did this all come about to, for you to do what you're doing? Um, and to have the love, to have the love to, to actually want to do that kind of work, connect with couples and, and, yeah. and be that person that uh, expands their love on a picture. You know what? It's uh, very much try and error. I, uh, it's not like I had it all figured out. Actually, my profession um, is my profession is well, not profession. What I'm um, trained in and educated. I'm a child psychologist, so um, it's not necessary. I uh, actually, after getting my degree, um, I never uh, practiced. I got my degree and I came to Ireland um, mm -hmm. just to travel and then earn a bit of money. Now, I did track back a little bit um, because after working in hospitality for nearly five years here in Ireland, I um, went back to education and um, got trained as a special needs assistant. And that's what I did. I worked with children with special needs in a primary school for nearly seven years. 
And during this time, I um, became a mom and I became a mom with a camera. So I was capturing memories of my own children, right? And that's when I always loved photography. But um, when I started, when the thought of becoming a, a professional photographer, the professional photographer, I mean, because I'm also self-taught for a photographer, but for me, professional photographer is the person that starts charging for their service. So I think mm -hmm. we are all photographers of some sort. Now we, everybody with mobile phones, we all like capturing and here you are, you are a photographer. The professional photographer, I don't think comes from um, the fact that you got professional education in photography. I think it's when you start providing um, a service and you charge for it. But how did I narrow down uh, where I am? I think I always had the pro uh, always my mission in life, and that's what I, every job I chose was to serve people, right? So working with children, I was serving people. Working in a nursing home, I was serving people. Working in hospital, I was serving people, and that's what I love, <laughs> and I think that's what I'm good at. I love human connection. I could not work in a factory unless I was surrounded with lots of people. Um, and that's, um, remember photographing large weddings and uh, I loved it, but there was something missing because I was just one of the vendors, I suppose. And I didn't get to build that connection when it, that's, that's what I find that sometimes difficulty with the large weddings that you don't get to build connection as mm. much as you wish. And then I happened to have a beautiful elopement wedding with an American couple. And that was very different experience. We were out in the mountains. It was, it was amazing. And I saw the difference in their experience, in my experience. Um, I think that fact from childhood being surrounded by nature, no pressure, you just mm -hmm. basically going with the flow of the day. Yeah. And I was like, that's what I want to do. Like, how did I not know this exists? And, um, yeah. I think the hardest thing, Kate, if I can, uh, for someone else out there, let's say there's someone listening and they're like, oh, my God, that's a dream of mine, uh, is to actually, oh. is to... Is because you ask about you ask about you see i like to think it's a dream i i can talk about obstacles i can talk about parts that are difficult because being uh, in the mountains it's probably very to be very uh, honest and very clear and that's something i'm working on a workshop for uh, not from the technical photography point of view but more and um, what the lifestyle looks like and I'll be very honest with you, this is a 20% of what I do, that connection that, you know, being out in the field and working with amazing humans. But there is the 80% of, of the business doing your books, marketing, you know, trying to, you know, write content, figure out um, all these difficulties of the, of the business and making sure I provide for my family as well, right? Because, you know, when you turn your passion into business, you have to be really mindful of making sure that that passion stays because mm. it can get difficult and you know you won't be there doing and it's not it's not a it's not a nine to five it's not oh i start at night i finish at five it's it's all all hours of the day and you got to just prioritize and do your best to serve you know the people that you have connected with because they are your your uh business you know exactly yeah it, 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 it it's 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 a juggle. It's a it's a juggle, and 
you it's very important to provide yourself a space uh, for example now and i want you know, look i think i'll be um, like most of the service providers these days it is difficult like for example i had to sit down um, and figure out okay how are we going to pivot the business life isn't the same yeah. my clients uh, are quite fearful to put down deposits to mm. commit to the dates they don't mm. know does it even make so i need to provide the comfort to them an alternative and you know and if you don't take time to for yourself to sit down and look at the bigger picture you know it can it can feel like it doesn't doesn't even make sense right um, yes yeah so how challenging was it to actually start and to turn it into a business like the first 12 months 24 months was it or did things just you know what? flow for you it was easy uh, kind of natural flow for me because i had a full time job in the primary school and then you know i opened a little studio um at home and i photographed um at first it was more kind of friends and people knew me through facebook and i was photographing many newborns and families and at some point i think after two years of working um in the school i realized kate it's not anymore um uh it's not anymore uh, a part-time job on the site you're actually doing hours for two full-time jobs Okay, so I had a full-time job in the school. I had a full-time job as a, um, a family photographer and I had two little children. So there was, I had to, my husband say, you can't do it all. So what are you going to do? And it was quite difficult to um, realize, I love photography. Am I, do I have, am I good enough? Do I mm. have enough to, to, to resign from a secure government paid job, right? Yep, yep. <laughs> and, and take a risk and be, you know, um, a solo player. Um, and I did actually, do you know what was the, like the final push? I did this course, um, that's where the synchronicity comes in. I did this uh, course, uh, it's called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And um, I heard it's life-changing. I didn't know it's going to be as life-changing uh, for me. Um, and after six weeks, I was like, okay, I'm resigning from my job and I'm just going to give it a, a fair shot. And when I cut off um, the securities, uh, kind of a little backup, I had to be determined and yeah. very highly motivated. And, you, you, got, know, and you got serious and it sounds like, yeah. you know, the hustle that you have gone through and that you're going through. And it went bad at some point because um, I opened a studio. Uh, I thought that's what I needed. I a, thought that's, right. that's what like I needed. Like a studio, like an, like an art gallery kind of thing. So people could come and see your work. Where I, yeah, where I had, the, you know, um, all the lightning, all the backdrops. And okay. that's what I thought the professional photographer should look like. Right. Um, you know, and uh, we happened to open a cafe as a side business. Um, because I, I, I had this idea, oh, it's going to be amazing. We have all these um, clients going to the cafe, so it's like a double exposure mm, and all of that. Mm. Turned out it was too much for us to handle yeah. at the point where we were um, in our lives and we've still very young children. And I ended up actually being a chef for two years. And at some point I realized, hey, it's like we opened the studio and instead of actually being in the studio, you were actually a full-time chef. Um, and uh, we could 
carry on with that business, but uh, I realized that's not what I want to do, that I'm not happy. Um, and we closed it down with actually a, quite a massive debt <laughs> that we still still try to figure out. So, you know, it's not like you always make right decisions. And to be honest with you, we could make it a successful business, but um, I knew um, very quickly that I'm not going to be happy. I felt I was, little depression started kicking in. I'm like, okay, I'm doing all the right things, but some, for some reason doesn't feel right. So I had to go back to the roots. <laughs> That's amazing, you yeah. know, because you're talking about intuition. You're talking about feelings. You're talking about trusting yourself and, and going yeah. with what feels right for you. And, you know, it's hard because sometimes you build something that you've invested so much time and energy and money into, but it's right. not right. It's, it's not right. Like the best idea. Yeah. You know? And, and yeah. you have to actually go, well, hang on a second. Yeah, I did, but it's not right. So I have to let it go and change and, and, right. and start again. And that hurts people. Most people it don't want to, most people don't want to let go because they've like, they've put so much in that they get stuck and attached. And guess what? It also, um, it's difficult because people question you, right? Because in general, we go through life like it's okay. They had, she had a plan, follow her dream, well, stick with it, right? And, but you know what I learned? It's okay to change your mind. Yes. It doesn't mean it's a failure. It's okay to change your mind, right? It's, I know everybody were like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, best of luck on your new journey and all of them. Like two years later, we are like, oh, guys. And then <laughs> people see it's like, but what is not working? And everybody goes into like finances and, okay, the business is not going well. And <laughs> the main thing, what wasn't working for us is, was that imbalance of like happiness, number one, and me and my husband becoming business partners and being, I'm like, okay, if we keep going this way, we are not going to see probably a good future for us in a relationship we are not operating well as a family unit so you know and people did question my sanity when when i said we're closing down you know so then you have to be really strong in yourself and be like we're doing the right thing for ourselves even though it doesn't look to the outside world like this is the right choices right yeah absolutely um Kate, I was uh, just scrolling through my Instagram while you were speaking and uh, I saw I was on your page because I was just like, hey, let me just let me have a look again at what what Kate does and, and how powerful your photography is. And I was really just in awe of the energy in the shot, the energy in the picture. There's so much attention to detail. Um, and I mean, I, I can't wait to, uh, you know, post it on my story and let people know that I've just interviewed you. Um, Thank but, you. but, but, uh, it really is an art and I can see the love that you capture. It's beautiful, you know? So I just Thank want you. to recognize you for, for what you have created, what you do, where you've come from, um, and, and how you, you've evolved and, and been open to vulnerability, to, to being transparent, to uh, showing up the way that you have, because this is life, you know, and it's a beautiful thing. And, you know, whoever's listening right now, I'm sure they're going to be so inspired and be just like, wow, you know, because it really is about owning yourself, your authentic self, and you have an accent, but so what? That's you, you know? Um, and people can feel that people yeah. can feel the way that you show up and you own yourself. It doesn't matter if you have an accent, 
you know, you show up in that full bright light of yours, knowing who you are, knowing what you're doing and, and serving and living uh, your purpose, you know, doing what you enjoy and, and the evidence is clear. So thank you. I, that that means a lot. That means a lot because um, uh, we don't, you know, we don't get to hear quite often. I learned to ask my couples for honest feedback, and before I didn't because I, for some reason, I think every photographer has that. We send galleries, and we have this like. Oh, you know, we nearly expect to hear bad feedback. Okay, did did I do something wrong? You know this we. And then when, so we are afraid to ask for feedback and now I'm asking them and um, there seemed to be this constant flow of beautiful feedback Amazing. and this lovely connections that I built. And um, I know this will like, sound so cliche, but I do build friendships um, through my work yeah. and it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. So and I circle back to my couples um, a lot, a lot. Uh, my last couple from uh, from December, it was we had a wedding, and now I'm here that there is snow coming to Ireland. And I'm like, I need a cute couple, and I need, and they have a puppy, and the snow will be there. <laughs> so you know, I'm like, Laura, can you guys uh, be free? And uh, you know, this is this is um, that what gives me drive, and I, I love it, and I hope I will figure out the way to to make sure this is going to be a sustainable uh, business for the future. Because um, I had a moment of going like in the past year, thinking, "Damn it! Like, do I need to go back to nine to five? And you know, and uh, the answer is no. Yeah. there's no way there's what no I mean. way this is my purpose this is what i'm going to do yeah. um in my change over the years how i'm going to what i'm going to photograph it's always going to be humans mm. you know and um, so yeah wish me luck <laughs> that's what Good i'm luck. saying yeah. absolutely wish you all <laughs> yeah, the luck yeah. Well, look, uh, Kate, uh, thank you so much for your time. It's been absolutely a pleasure and a blessing to hear your story, uh, to, to meet you and to connect with you. You know, I love your energy and your outlook and your openness uh, to, to life and, and to what you do and what you've come through. Uh, it's been amazing. I now know, uh, you know, who I will be uh, contacting when, uh, when I want some... Uh, photography done especially when Me it's too. you know yeah, yeah. with my other half uh in the future because uh, i love what you're doing it's amazing uh and so um it's it's been great to to connect with you and chat with you and um let people know where they can find you um, so the best way to connect with me, um, to connect, and I mean really connect, is Instagram. It's a little bit, uh, a little bubble of happiness for me. So it's simple, Kate Nolan photography with underscores in between. Kate underscore Nolan underscore photography. And my website is yourallotmentphotographer.com. Um, but yeah, I suppose Instagram is the best way to um, to see real Kate, um, especially on the stories. And thank you for having me. As I said, it's not not something I do on a <laughs> daily basis, so I really appreciate. I hope there is some value for for some people. And well, uh, I'm always an open book, so you know if there is things that I say there may be for like people that are considering to step into the photography world, just shoot me a message. I actually love connecting with people. Um, um, through DMs and 
I always find time to, to, to talk to people because there were people at the beginning that um, helped me um, without you know me paying for their knowledge yeah. and expertise and I like to give that back. Paying it, paying it forward, amazing. I'll Absolutely. Let, I'll, I'll yeah. put your details in the description uh, below uh, in the podcast uh, podcast notes. So, Kate, amazing. it's it's been amazing, great talking to you. I really appreciate you, and I look forward to staying connected with you. Thank you. This is Luke Mindpower, and on behalf of myself, my team, and my special guests, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to share this with your friends and leave a review on the Apple Podcast app. Share with us and the world on how you were inspired and what you learned from this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel and turn that into your TV so that you can stay positive and continue your journey towards inner peace and love. The link is in the show notes. If you're looking for some laughter, check out your favorite comedian, Hot Hans, as he continues his adventures of Australia daily on TikTok. Just type in Luke Mindpower or hashtag Hot Hans, H-O-T-H-A-N-Z, and you will find him there. Remember, guys, we are in this together, and I'm so happy to be connected with you. Our lives matter, and it is through these platforms that we can keep in close proximity and know I am with you. I love you all. Bless up and have a beautiful day. I'll talk to you on the next episode. Peace.